Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, we're, where we're simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. You know, I was sitting here thinking, like, I'm so proud of myself because I hit record on the master, I hit record on the backup this time, I was ready to go, and then I forgot to fade out the song. It's a, it's a I'm lovely, Aaron Flores. It's a lovely song. <laughs> it's it's just, just rocking out to our, our theme song here in my head from the People's Republic of Portland nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks. And today, volunteer opportunities that we never thought existed. By bike. <laughs> By bicycle. Here, I, That last part I, I just sort of assumed, but yeah, it's, oh, it's worth yeah. saying. Well, you, yeah. you could... You bikey could. events. Bikey events. Bikey uh, event volunteer... Bike volunteering events. No, bikey... I, no, I'm still going for Portland bike culture bike. with a sampling of volunteering. <laughs> bike tearing? <laughs> bike tearing. Ooh, bike tearing. Ball, ball liking? No, bike tearing. Volunteering? Volunteering? Bike tearing kind of sounds like you're you're a pirate, though. Yeah. <laughs> you are a pirate. <laughs> you're a pirate for, for, for bike volunteering, <laughs> for lack of a better descriptor. <laughs> So despite the awkwardness of our titling, <laughs> we're, we're doing some bike uh, volunteer racketing with <laughs> Armando, Aqua, and Joan. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much. Oh, that was such a great chorus. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to our uh, second episode, first episode of February. First of February. Yes. And an important day for Aaron. Quite. Because? I'm done with Whole30. <laughs> I, I finished yesterday. Yesterday was our last day. Yeah. Yes. I had an excellent, excellent last meal of... Uh, have you have you guys ever heard of creamed kale? Creamed kale? Like yeah. creamed spinach, but with kale? Yeah. That sounds delicious. It's really good. Are you going to yeah. eat it now that you don't have to, though? Well, I made it only with like coconut milk. Mm. Um, and it was... I had mixed feelings about it, but that was that was part of my last meal, mm. my last whole thirty meal, as well as like ahi poke, mm. which Ooh. I made myself also. You know, I haven't heard of creamed kale, but do you know what I have heard of? What is that? Iced cream. Iced cream. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. You're kidding? Oh, holy that. shit! <laughs> it's like a whole thing of mint chocolate chip. Happy, <laughs> happy whole thirty. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what am I? Should I just like with my fingers? I, 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 so, I think that has happened before. To consume this via your hand, <laughs> although you're certainly welcome to. Yeah. Um, the, no, I've got bowls for everyone. Oh, that's the best awesome. part of this operation, Wait, we though, put this back in the ice. Though has, <laughs> the best part of the operation has got to be the um, the pannier turned cooler full oh, of yeah. ice there's a uh, the, some that that thing about waterproof art leaves you, you get to put it to the test <laughs> not it's just not to just protect yes from you go yeah no uh <laughs> yes it will also hold H2O. your ice inside in addition to keeping it from coming from the outside yes uh so here's here's kind of the kicker and i apologize guthrie and and Armando. Armando brought pizza. Oh yeah. Yes. However, so after Whole 30, you slowly reintroduce things. Mm. I'm not to the stage of reintroducing dairy yet. Oh no. This is not a problem. <laughs> I, I think uh, it's only a problem for you. <laughs> <laughs> T- 
tell you what, they had a two for one special. So you let me know when you're ready. Oh, yeah. I kind of feel like a heel, like Armando brought pizza and, and uh, I introduced bread. That's the first thing I introduced. Mm. How is, was it? Um, so my first introduction to bread was a tortilla um, in burrito form. <laughs> oh, so it was delicious. <laughs> it was actually underwhelming. Oh. Because um, I can't have dairy yet. So oh. and no cheese. Um, yeah, no cheese, no sour cream. And I don't know, like I was eating it and I was thinking to myself, I would like this in a bowl form. Like a burrito bowl. Right, right. Like, yeah, this this tortilla really isn't much, but it also is just a flour tortilla. Like, what are you going to expect? Hmm. <clears throat> so then I had this slice of pizza without cheese. <laughs> Do you feel the cheese? <laughs> this is like sauce and bread. <laughs> nice. Well, that, was, hey, that was also pretty good. Kudos to you for sticking with it, Aaron. I'm, you're sticking with trying, the plan. I'm trying. You're doing, you're doing very well. In the face of much temptation today. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> Sorry about that. Like, That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. We'll, we'll think of you while we consume this later. <laughs> A toast to Aaron. Yes, that's all right. Um, well, thank you very much for thinking of me. That's that's very nice. You are most welcome. Uh, what have you been up to? I have had a week of family. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, they were in town yesterday. Uh, so my mom and sister were in town last week. And then this week, my father and sister were in town. Um, so getting to see both or all parts of my family, yeah. um, which was really nice to see folks sort of catch up over a course of a couple of weeks and stayed a little bit more in Portland this time around, um, sort of a short visit, but, uh, in between, yeah, in between the bike shop, in between film by bike, which is just getting through its paces right now. Um, it was very nice to catch up there. So ah. n nothing like too exciting on, on my list other than finding out that the one place in Portland I wanted to have my dad try out was closed on Monday. Oh, what but, was uh, this? Uh, Bontai down by Portland State. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, ah. I'm a fan of spicy foods and my father certainly imbued that into me. And so I was <laughs> looking forward to um, giving him a run for his money. But um, yeah, super tasty Thai food. <laughs> And super spicy. Apparently. Yes, yes. A medium is a hot. A hot is something you probably don't want to order. <laughs> Unless you want to, in which case, go for it. Um, but yeah, no, I hung out. Um, sister went back to Asheville uh, this afternoon and have just been kind of doing a cleanup around the house, get get ready for the week kind of day. Mm. Super exciting. That's that's my weekends is, is catch up on all the things I neglected over the week, mm. which usually is things like dishes and the floors. Yes. Yeah, definitely. It is the nice thing about having a day off on like Tuesday, Wednesday is that bank trips are very, ah, very easy. Yeah. Um, and then I think the, the biggest advantage for that style of weekend is, uh, no, you can't usually go hang out with friends um, on a traditional weekend. But if you do get into the outdoors, there are not too many people in the woods on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, oh, or at least nice. not as many yeah. as a Saturday, Sunday. So that's go, always been nice. Go out to the gorge or, or yes, whatever. Yes, enjoy your time. Do, do you have off days too, Aqua? Yeah, my off days are usually middle of the week, like yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday as well. Off day crowd. Awesome. Yeah. Good deal. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just kind of the uh, optimal optimal placement for like bike travel. Uh, I mean, any day is a great day for bike travel, but especially when the roads are less busy, that's a good one too. There was okay. a... I don't know if it was just last year. I know in past years there was a tradition of a uh, Petalpalooza midweek 
camping there was excursion led by yeah. kai at upcycles right which i participated oh in. i was yeah. gonna say like that seems like something that mm-hmm. would be right up your alley i think that was the third pedal palooza ride that i went on upon moving to portland um and the reason i did was precisely because it was offered <laughs> on a on a tuesday wednesday there so um yeah i he hasn't done that in a few years um although somebody is quite welcome to put together a a, a ride i i already have a pedal palooza ride but if anyone <laughs> wants to join me i'm certainly always happy to ride out into the woods yeah mm-hmm. is that have you done well you went out aqua to stub stewart that yeah. was in the middle of the week right? yes that was a i believe wednesday thursday trip or something like that yeah but yeah that was super fun <laughs> no no cars on the roads anywhere easy to get there and back it's great it's great for sure Mm-hmm. I might pick up that pedal palooza ride if I yeah. can put something yeah. together. That'd be cool. There's, uh, I think the there was like 15 or 16 people that joined us uh, that first year, and then the second year was slightly less. Um, but what one stalwart rider, um, speaking of ice, um, actually biked up a cooler and his dog in the back of a trailer. Oh, so yeah. So we were not moving quickly, but we were enjoying the ride, <laughs> partially because the cooler had beer, but. Uh. Um, you're, you're, you're off, you're off, you're off the roadway. So, um, theoretically, uh, don't quote me on that, but, um, what have you been up to this week, Aqua? Speaking of bike riding. Ah, uh, nothing too, too much. I'm actually, uh, starting to completely transform my bike from one style to another. <laughs> oh yeah, you were mentioning going to drop bars, right? Yeah. Drop bars, new drivetrain, just basically mm, by the big project. Yeah. I've been thinking about it for a while. It's almost it's bir- my bike's birthday, so mm, <laughs> it's like the, the birthday present. The first birthday, <laughs> yes, cool. first birthday. So completely and change it. <laughs> remind us: Does your bike have a name? Is it a name to bike? <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Joan. <laughs> just, just, just checking in here. Oh, yeah, Star Man. <laughs> my bike has not acquired a name since <laughs> I was here a few that, weeks that's ago. That's okay. It, it's got time. <laughs> <laughs> Does your bike have a name? Yeah, Starman. So, nice. Oh, Starman. Named after the Bowie song. Yes. Wow. Excellent name. Um, <laughs> what brought you to want to switch from flats to drops? Um, mainly just uh, exploring more of the city, kind of getting out of my own bubble. And just the roads get narrower in some spots and having wide like touring bars just, just mm. getting annoying. Mm-hmm. And like parking places and just two wide bars so okay. i'm gonna narrow it up and kind of slim down a little bit are, are you gonna get into the dirt drop thing i don't know oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not really i i would ride on the dirt but i don't feel like you need special bars for that right fair enough <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to this week armando well this week uh, or any week well uh, this week <laughs> so since no just this week but just this week, Aaron, Aaron's so man. since we talked about <laughs> topics, I am volunteering this week for Live the Revolution on Friday. Mm-hmm. And Live the Revolution, for our listeners outside of Portland, is the Street Trust fundraiser, correct? I believe so. <laughs> he doesn't even know what it is! Well, well it, it's, it's, it's sort of a, a partnership, isn't it, with uh, Jude from Sugar Wheels? Yep. And the street trust, mm-hmm. so I, it's a fundraiser. But I think a lot of that money goes to something that Jude is involved it's with. It's a very good cause. 
Yes, <laughs> yes it is. This, of course. And, and we'll get into this later in the show uh, as we talk about volunteering, but Armando is such a stellar volunteer. Yes. He, he, he doesn't need to know what he's volunteering for. <laughs> he's, he's just going to show up. And Honestly, it's I, I think this is, this is like kind of indicative of, of Portland bike culture. Like we... It doesn't matter what the cause is, so long as like somehow bikes are at the center, mm-hmm. people will just show up and be like, "Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for that. I'm here. I'm in." <laughs> well, so I volunteered on Friday mm-hmm. for the Winter Light Festival for the Film by Bike yes. installation. Mm-hmm. So you, that was another thing. Yes. Also, last Friday. Yeah. Wait, last Friday. Last Friday. All right, we'll count it. You said within the week. Uh, within the week. <laughs> all right, we'll count it. Friday to Friday. <laughs> <laughs> How was the winter lights? Because I had ridden by and uh, dropped in for a few. Yeah. But that was a, so winter lights this year uh, expanded out into all of Portland. And so instead of sort of like a concentrated district, um, there were installations by various organizations all across the city. Correct. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't get to see them on Friday because I was volunteering. Ah. Only at one. (laughs) (laughs) And and so the film by bike uh, installation was what they called a bridge. So it tried to bridge people from the downtown area to... Cathedral Park. Mm-hmm. It's a big bridge. That's <laughs> that really is quite the bridge. bridge. Big long bridge. Mm-hmm. Right on North Williams there. Joan, have you uh or did you get a chance to see any of the winter light happenings? I did. I went to Omsi on Saturday night. Um and uh you know, I hadn't been to any of the winter light festival events before, and it was fantastic. There was a dragon that uh, had fire I saw pictures. coming oh, out really? of it. Yeah, it was fantastic. And so I saw that. And then later on, I wandered back. And it turns out that if you found the person, you could you could push the button to make <laughs> the fire come out oh, of really? the dragon, which was delightful. Yeah. So nice. it was, yeah, I mean, it was really, it was really crowded, but um, in, in a good way, but it was fantastic. It was great. What a lovely event. Huh. I, I decided not to go on Saturday because the bike ride was on Friday. Mm. I was like, oh, I missed all the good stuff. I didn't stuff. go to the bike ride. <laughs> oh, yeah. I um, didn't even know there was a bike ride. <laughs> I was I was uh, off in family world this week. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Well, you got an excuse. I was like gearing up to go on Saturday and uh, Anna came home from work and she's like, I think the ride was on Friday. The ride was on Friday. And I looked it up. And so then I was like, all right. Oh, I'm just going to stay home then. I'm just going to stay home in the darkness. <laughs> yeah. Did you break or bake some bread in anticipation? <laughs> no, I should have. No special delivery from <laughs> Phil? I've, well, I'm, you know, I think I've mentioned this. I live near the Franz Bakery um, uh, factory. And this morning I could smell like the white bread being baked and was just like, I wonder if I can just like, you know, take a side trip real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm allowed bread now. I'll just go over. Excellent. At 5 a.m. That's probably the best time to get bread from France. <laughs> right? It's uh, no, no closer to hot out of the oven. <laughs> Good deal. Um, so in terms of volunteering, Armando is, as I think, well, actually, I don't know. Um, I, I feel like you have lots of experience with events. I have a lot of experience like partaking in but not necessarily as much of the volunteering side that's how i sort of started out with film by bike but for folks in portland do you have any like favorites that you've come around to over the years things that you you clear your calendar for so that you can partake in i i don't really i i I guess um it's more of a selfish thing i like to i would only volunteer for events i 
don't specifically want to attend and have fun at. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to be here, but I, will, I don't want to have fun while well, I'm here. So, so. so for example, um, every, Sunday Parkways, great. Bike you don't want to have fun at Sunday You want to have fun there, oh, right? you do want to have fun. So, right. But like, I don't want to volunteer and be like the intersection person standing there with everybody riding by. Who wants to? I don't want to do that. Hmm. But I'll go early and do a setup. And so that'll oh, be my volunteer. Okay. Same thing. So like with the revolution on, on Friday, mm-hmm. I volunteered for setup. So mm-hmm. my volunteer hours are before the actual event and then I'm released and then I get to attend the event. Oh. Although other people are going to be volunteering during the event. So, yep. so that's, that's, I'm sort of selfish about it that way. Yeah, I mean, that brings up a good point, though, because um, for folks that do a lot of volunteering, there are certainly these like tips and tricks that you'll pick up. And that's, I think, one of the biggest ones is figuring out the slots that allow you to both volunteer, but also to enjoy the event. Um, Does anyone else have any tips or or, or sort of like ways that they like to approach these types of events? I attend. Yeah. (laughs) And appreciate the work (laughs) of the volunteer. No, before we started recording, I, I realized like this is a thing that just never occurred to me to to do or that was even needed i mean uh, there's always a call for volunteers but i always just thought like oh someone else will do it i did that a little bit i was in um there's a a a local women's cycling club sorella forte and and uh as i have never even heard of them oh well they're a really large i'm not i'm not a member anymore i wasn't i I did that a couple years ago i raced a season of cyclocross and so i joined um and uh, so if you want to be a member in good standing, you have to do some volunteering. And so I did I did some around that. And actually, they were setting up a an event. So it involved going and, and talking to business owners in a certain area. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't have anything more profound to say about it than <laughs> okay. that. Just that it was, you know, it's a way to, I don't know, I guess, help keep things moving. These things that we participate in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, also organizations too, like, I I feel like there's a lot of different approaches to it. Um, and not all work like the same way for each organization, but I feel like where, um, organizations see a really good retention of volunteers are able to build relationships with those volunteers is through offering or like a really good compromise or a really good, like give back for that volunteerism. Um, and so events like the street trust for the, um, ride the night, um, and ones that really get you engaged in that process, um, I'm curious to hear from anyone at the table, really, um, if there is like the ideal, like what would the ideal, like I'm going to go volunteer event, um, what would that look like for you? Like what would the event be? Yeah, like if an event was like, we want to make our volunteer program the best it can be, uh, what as a volunteer are, are sort of criteria or things that you look for in that? What I wouldn't know if I would I would say it was ideal, but I think um, as, as a group that has an established set of of volunteerism is Northwest Trail Alliance. Oh yeah, um, because they have these huge events where you go and work the trails. But they plan you're going to go there, you're going to work the trails, you're going to you know dig weeds, dig dirt, do whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to ride, and that's what people want to do is ride. Mm-hmm. And so often they'll do those in combination with um, uh, maybe a vehicle to drive them to the top of the of the run, and have an, and they can ride down. So mm-hmm. they're not actually riding up. Mm-hmm. And then they have a cookout and and drinks and things like that. And sometimes even camp and spend the night and do it again the next day. So that's really established. And I think they get a really good turnout to do those types of work parties. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the Trail Alliance is one that's built their volunteer um, 
I, I guess, like numbers in a pretty big way over the last five or so years, it feels like. I think uh, they have, yeah. Yeah, it, it just seems like every time I see um, a call for volunteers go out for them that they're working on some really like large, neat looking projects. Um, right, and they're, and they're spread out. I mean, yeah. so they have volunteer leaders, like there's one at Stubb, there's one, you know, there's a few out in the gorge, there's mm-hmm. in the different areas, so. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite way that you sort of find out or sort of identify events to or that you're interested in? I think mostly is um, I've been doing some of the same events for the past years, like Live the Revolution. I started doing that. And so now I tend to know what's coming up and do that every year. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up next month is the Active Transportation Summit. Oh, yeah. Which I don't really have. I don't have the experience as or uh, I'm not in that industry, I guess. Okay. Um, it's is more, that more about, of an in- industry thing? I think it's more of it. There's a lot okay. of city and county and, oh. you know, uh, yeah. wonky type of people there. Uh, and you know, that's not my industry, but I have an interest in it. So mm-hmm. I volunteer for that. And that's a good one to volunteer for. Cause I couldn't, I don't want, I don't wish to pay the, the registration fee for that conference, <laughs> which you, I could, I could just it, pay the registration fee. Also, if anyone is interested, um, to my knowledge, and I'm pretty sure they'll be doing it again this year, they do offer a limited number of scholarships. So if you're interested, yes. but not necessarily able or wanting to pay that, um, there are options to attend to the best of my knowledge there. Right. And it's not, I mean, for a conference, it's not super expensive. Mm-hmm. So can I jump in with a question? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm curious if Armando, if um, this has been like an outgrowth of your participation in local events, if, if you were getting involved in events locally or did you start out volunteering or did you start out doing the events and then at some point you knew enough folks that they were like, come help us or did it all start at the same time? I think that sort of plays a part with it. Um, I think it more of it was a, a, a someone having a call out for a volunteer. Like so with so with Live, Live the Revolution, I think. I think it was a tweet, a tweet, a tweet. I think it was Carl Larson. It was like, hey, we need somebody to um, deliver the bike racks to live the revolution. I, I'll, you can use my my trailer. I just need somebody to do it. And then you'll get a free admission. I'm like, well, I'll do that. And little did I know it was involved, you know, the, those big burly trailers, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like 10 right. foot aluminum trailer. And then I had to go to somebody's house and, and like carry like hundreds of pounds of bike rack. It was only a mile, but still, yeah, it was it was quite an adventure. <laughs> but that was super fun, and then I got to do the you know attend. So that was super fun. Um, in in this most recent case with the uh, the film by bike, um, I think Aileen put out a call and was like, "I'm looking for volunteers." So I'm, oh, I'm totally doing that because I know her, and that's just like that would be fun. I know it's going to be fun. Yeah. Armando is a joiner. I'm a joiner. <laughs> I'm more of a participant. Yeah. <laughs> It's never, yeah, no, it's never occurred to me again, like, like that this is an avenue to kind of join up with groups that you're interested in, um, you know. Well, it helps when you know everybody. <laughs> right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I have heard, um, too, also, though, that, uh, and, and I'm not sure if this mirrors your experience as well, but volunteering is a really great way to meet people and, and really get into that. Yes. Um, and also be giving back at the same time. Yes. And and so, like, um, I'm thinking something I've never volunteered for, but I know they always call for volunteers is World Naked Bike Ride. I mean, that mm-hmm. takes a lot of volunteers and people don't even think about that. Yeah. And there's yeah. tons and tons of volunteers and it's super organized, but... What for, are the volunteers? I I don't know. I am not I've a participant. I have never done the ride. <laughs> I I've never. So, um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they help with logistics mm-hmm. and and... 
I whatever know, whatever's involved with it. I know there's a few bike mechanics that volunteer mm-hmm. as like, yeah. on-site oh, sure. mechanical support. They do well. um, they do bike mechanics, and I believe they also have some that are like bike uh, like first aid persons, basically sure. for folks that take you know minor spills, scrapes, and bruises, that kind of thing. It's a little more road rash than on just a typical a, just ride. A little bit. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to go down um, too hard, or, or if at all, in the world naked bike ride, depending. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff, and especially if you're talking about a ride that's twelve or thirteen thousand people. Right. Um, one of the things that makes it really interesting for larger events in Portland these days is that the um, police staffing requirements are a bit different nowadays. And so it used to be that there was a lot more right. ability for there to be um, whatever the number was of needed personnel for a given event. Um, and I know not necessarily the World Naked Bike Ride, um, but a couple of other events in town have been impacted in their ability to do I that. I think most not- notably was the Portland Marathon. Yes. Yeah. At one point, there was talk of it not even happening. Yeah, I think it was sort of a, a, a calling each other's bluff sort of permit situation. Okay. Uh, Th- this completely take it with a grain of salt because I'm recalling very old Oregonian articles at this point. Um, but basically, the marathon thinking, uh, yeah, we've got this. And then the per- police saying like, nope, you don't have the permit. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we should probably talk about this. But it, it sounds <laughs> it sounds like it worked out. Yeah. Yeah, it did end up happening. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think Sunday Parkway was, was affected by that also. With, was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I would be interested. And maybe they aren't aren't want to talk about it too much but that would be curious because that's another one of the biggest uh events here in town yeah speaking of ideal volunteering i think i would like to be one of those people that carries the big jug of water in a trailer Mm. for sunday parkways there's always them and they are they're very overlooked until you need (laughs) that water water. (laughs) and then you're like where is that person what is the job of the water person i've I've never attended oh they carry like you know one of those like five gallon jugs of water that also has like a hand pump attached to it and it's usually in a bike trailer and so you could both volunteer and participate right and be super popular yes and if you're thirsty you've got to take care exactly there's no losing here (laughs) i I think aaron's got it dialed you're just gonna show up with your own trailer and water (laughs) right no someone from sunday parkways is gonna hear this and they're totally gonna call my bluff now all right aaron we got you down we got we got it in all five quadrants (laughs) (laughs) it just has to be like somewhat um it has to be like under the radar like has to be sharpie like really good uh stuff and water and things not official <laughs> not official but, but come here and, and get some water <laughs> you know it's like that time i filled my uh bob trailer bag with ice and like various mm-hmm. cans or bottles of drinks <laughs> just ride around with that yeah it's uh uh oh yeah that was where i'd seen it too is ragbri the uh the rag oh trip yeah i can trip. totally see them doing that yep. uh the ride across uh iowa uh, yes yes i believe so if you're from Iowa, feel free to... No, I'm pretty sure it's Iowa. Yes, I think it's, an, it's an acronym. One of the extra it's an letters acronym, is the but it's, yes, that, but, right. yes. I'm a librarian. <laughs> greater If rural, I had a budget, Joan, I would, I, would, I would hire you as or a Iowa, fact checker. <laughs> you, maybe I'll volunteer <laughs> <laughs> a volunteer fact checker there you go. yeah I that's love, your cue Armando okay. you're supposed to interject and say oh, like oh. you can volunteer for that here it is the registers annual great bicycle ride across Iowa there wow there it is. I was so far off on that <laughs> <laughs> but it was Iowa yeah, you know, it yeah, was yeah. Iowa there you go 
if if you um too need a place to go and ponder whether it's Iowa or another state named with I, do you know where a great place to do that is, Aaron? I do. Where would that be? That would be one, two, three, four. Oh yeah, we're ready to be mongers. Yes. <laughs> I'm saw the East Division at twelve. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had a request for Bruce Springsteen. That was that was possibly my worst Bruce Springsteen ever. But uh, my Springsteen all... always turns into like Bob Dylan after a few seconds. <laughs> Uh, which is great, but also confusing to anybody trying to follow along. <laughs> I, I thought it was excellent. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're enjoying some fantastic beverages this evening, we courtesy are. of the beer mongers. Thank um, you, beer mongers. Yeah. Why don't we start with Aaron here? What are you having tonight? Oh, this is a dry lion, <clears throat> lion heart <laughs> kombucha, um, which thank you. I... I was a little afraid oh, that you would bring yeah. like a root beer or something since I can have, Ooh. well, quote, can have sugar, but I can't yet. You could have, have, not could you have like a, a 20th of it? Would that count as an introduction or is it, is it based on a calendar date? It's based on a day. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Like I don't get dairy till Friday. And the reason, <laughs> the reason why we have dairy on Friday is because then I have the weekend. Mm. Case, you know, yeah. I don't have yeah. to call in to work. <laughs> That's a, a lot of information, Aaron. <laughs> Sorry. These uh, are all friends here. You just gotta have a good time. That's all. <laughs> so that dairy hangover is gonna be killer. I can't remember you're, when you're I'm supposed find to introduce on Saturday. Sugar. Yeah, yeah. I'll go into this like this dairy trance out mm. into the woods. I'll find myself. You mean off and, into the dairy air? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my. Out from anyway. No, sorry. Uh, Aqua, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh, I too am drinking kombucha. Uh, GT's Synergy Organic Kombucha. Um, it's pretty good. It's the first company that I've had with kombucha. Mm. So it kind of, I like it. Are you a dry <laughs> or a non dry kombucha fan? Um, I want to say non dry because I usually don't like dry stuff. Mm. I just need like five gallons of water afterwards. It's <laughs> like, why did I even drink this? I just just drink water. <laughs> mm. Do you feel like it's difficult in Portland since there's such a trend towards dry kombucha? Have have all of your favorite options sort of dried up around town? <laughs> still plenty. <laughs> no, there's still a still a good amount. Okay, but I'm more of a I I'm, have a kick of ginger beer. I don't know why, but I love ginger beer because mm. it's, it's delicious. It's delicious, yeah, and nutritious. And nutritious. nutritious. <laughs> it is. It's got ginger in it. Right. It it's, it's gotta be I haven't been sick you. in years. <laughs> the benefits of bike riding and ginger beer drinking. <laughs> yes. What are you having there, Armando? I had a soda, but I'm looking at this uh, Fremont Stone Do Squirrel it. Coffee Do Porter. It. Crack it open. It looks pretty delicious. Crack it open. No, he's... Oh, only if you want. <laughs> oh, sorry. I can open I, it, but someone else is going to have to drink it. <laughs> You're doing a sober thing. I forget. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a sober thing. What are you having? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, finished a delicious Firestone Nitro Merlin Milk Stout, which Guthrie, you told me is, oh, 
That was perfect. Since you just finished it, looks <laughs> <Yeah>. like a... <laughs> it was tasty. I've not had one of these before. Who who did you say? This that is the was Sean of the Beer Mongers. Yeah, one of his favorites. His favorites, huh? Or, On or Southeast least, Division. So, so the way Sean put it to me, um, I, I would I think count it in his favorites, but he said we have a lot of beer. I don't drink much of it twice. This one, I do. It, it, what, you know, I usually uh, drink mostly IPAs, and so it's been a long time since I've had a beer that wasn't an IPA. This one does come with a complicated set of directions, which is not what I would expect Wait, from what? a beer. What's the proper way to consume this um, tasty beverage? Well, first, as the red uh, letter says, you should stop. Pour hard into a glass, and it, and it tells you how to master the surge pour. Pour hard into a glass. Yeah, invert can three times, surge pour. Wait, admire, cascade, and enjoy. Directions. Mm. Directions. Invert can three times. If you only did it twice, you would just have to drink out of the can, I suppose. But you you assured me that um but the ride over yes. <laughs> on your bike yes. was was <laughs> the equivalent of three inversions. <laughs> At least. Oh, I hope so. But it was re- it, and it worked because for nothing. <laughs> it was really tasty. Too bad you don't have another. <laughs> well you can join us for our library episode <laughs> uh, well thank you to the beer mongers for being our sponsor oh um, what are you drinking oh yeah well i am drinking the founders green zebra ghost style ale brewed with watermelon and sea salt and it, true to its name it does have a um, taste of watermelon and a good hand of sea salt in it really yeah how does the sea salt well i think um, with the, uh, my guess with would the be beer. that due to just the ghost style of ale it's uh-huh. sort of naturally in that in that palate range um so i'm guessing like it's 80 percent ghost some percent unknown and maybe five percent salt but five percent more salt than most beers have <laughs> <laughs> right don't, uh, don't some people put salt on their watermelon their watermelon really slices? that's the thing i think so i don't eat watermelon oh, geez, oh. you guys now i have to look this up too mm. I, I usually just eat it <laughs> i know people who put salt in their uh, like pbrs and mm. random other pilsners i put really? it on avocados but i haven't tried it on in beer before well except until now um i i don't think i've tried it on watermelons i really i'm i'm not a salt it's a thing person. it's mm. a thing <laughs> it's a thing that happens sea salt though right uh just i don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so apparently this is a thing i don't know those those listeners who are interested can can go ahead and hit google it's a thing i had never heard of that hmm. where do people do that into pbr or no, just into into... watermelon. Oh, um, I don't know. Is that a regional thing in a different region than where I've ever been? <laughs> <laughs> I bet they do Probably it in not North the Dakota. South. Probably not the South. Maybe they do it in Iowa <laughs> on long bike rides. <laughs> Detroit. It's got to be our, our listener from Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. We got an email, by oh, the I'm, way. <laughs> I'm going to be very nice to Detroit today. Okay. Detroit is fantastic. No, I, yes, we've been, we've been good to Detroit. Thank you for uh, our Detroit listener <laughs> slash plural listeners. <laughs> Appreciate you tuning in. Um, well, thank you to the beer mongers as always. And um, with that, we move towards whatever we feel like talking about next. <laughs> well, I'm still interested in this whole like volunteering thing, just as as a general abstract of of conversation. Um, like, there's sort of the the formal volunteering, like you you volunteer for the street trust or or whatever. But what would you consider, like, say, just going on a ride and helping out, like a, a informal type of volunteering? Or, oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, uh, so so TNR 
every TNR. The they Thursday ask, night they, ride. They ask people Thursday. to be corkers. They ask people to sweep. They ask mm-hmm. people to do they like keep an eye out. I for haven't others. been to a Thursday night ride in a long time. What's do a, they actually like designate? people to be corkers or do they just kind of go like hey no now so now there's like a safety team Mm -hmm. oh for real for real wow because it's gotten big enough uh it's gotten big enough i think there might have been some current concerns about safety Uh and so they sort of took uh uh, the input from the people that do that ride, mm-hmm. and they've, they've gotten a little bit more formalized, I would say. Okay. And for anyone unfamiliar with the term, what's a corker again? What what role oh, does that yes. fill? This is uh, my favorite role in, in group rides. In corkers on group rides, if uh, you have a, a mass of cyclists uh, and you're hitting an intersection, and maybe the light is going to turn red as you're going through, and maybe you have a third or, or fourth of the group left to go through the light, um, there are cyclists that block the intersection to keep traffic who get the green light from coming through until the intersection is cleared. Can I just jump in and, and, and say that it is absolutely a delight to go on rides with Armando where there are corkers. <laughs> and oh, I yes. would like to invite him to say <laughs> just what he says as you're going through a corked intersection. I don't know how that got started. I, I think I might have heard somebody else said it once, but it was like, you know. I mean, I know it's it's kind of like a, a courtesy. <clears throat> yeah, to, uh, yeah. You know, you thank the corker, but, you oh, know. You do, that's but not but, 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 but you, you don't, corker. yeah, you're, you're not like, that's oh, thank you. Thank you, corker. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, you know, it's all, you know, it's like if, if you're familiar with Montage Restaurant and you order oyster shooter that says one oyster <laughs> oh really oh yeah i have not been to montage oh, yet i yeah. know it's like a, so. a portland institution but uh all yeah. i know is that whenever i'm on with Armando, i find myself <laughs> shouting exactly the same thing and it's completely delightful oh it's totally fun <laughs> yeah i think i heard that term or, or somebody thanking a corker on my first world naked bike ride was i think where i picked that one up but yeah it does seem like Definitely like that common courtesy of like, hey, thanks for potentially um, putting yourself in front of an interaction, which might oh. be less pleasant than what I'm experiencing right now. Yeah. Corkers are like the ultimate volunteer. Oh, yeah. Well, and a lot of times they're, you know, they're they're the last to leave the intersection and then they're, you know, riding really fast yeah, to get back up to the front. Yeah, they're leapfrogging, the trying to leapfrog past exactly. everybody to get to the next one. Which is a whole another level of fun. Yes, right, right, right. right. the front and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also thinking about it in terms of volunteerism, uh, not only is corking selfless, but you can opt to do it at any point or not at any point along a ride. So you you can absolutely uh, decide that for one intersection you want to be, and one that or any of them that you don't. Um, yes, but it's a nice way to like get into that very slowly. Check with the ride leader. Oh, certainly. certainly. Make sure it's something that's necessary. Don't, like, don't yeah, be like the aggro over corker. Uh, <laughs> be be over-corker. a corker who identifies a need for corking and yeah. fills that. Yeah. But Not like a ten-person ride where you're just like, I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> but do you all Ooh, find that Palooza 2018 ten-person corker ride? <laughs> But do you all find that that you enjoy the ride, not just because the group can stay together, but because there's, you know, it's somewhat transgressive for the ride to be corked for their for the it's it feels sort of empowering, I think, when you're when you're riding along and you've, you know, taken over the bridge or the intersection is corked and mm -hmm. it can feel very like. I think that's part of why I don't know. That's part of why I, I like corking is it's it's kind of a. I did, there, there's really not many aggressive. opportunities for me to be like aggressive. Mm. Not that I'm like searching for opportunities to be aggressive either. Uh, um, oh, don't be bashful. 
there's not a whole lot of opportunities either where like I'm I'm purposefully looking for a way to like kind of like boost my ego. But corking is is like one of those things where like I love doing it because and this is a bit selfish, but like I, I get this kick out of like being in front of a car and watching like all my friends, even friends that I've just met that day, uh-huh. like go through this intersection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and hearing Armando tell, tell me thank you. <laughs> and, and there's different styles of corking. I, I've seen people that generally they just they'll they'll put themselves in between the ride and the car, and either they'll have eye contact with the driver or not. Um, and others that are engaging with the driver in a, in a very positive way, like, oh, thanks for stopping. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to that point. We're only going to be about you know <laughs> <That's> corker <laughs> three right there. You know, it looks like about twenty more seconds or so. You know, mm-hmm. and then and then the person in the car is like, okay, and then. They have this little rapport, and I think that's really good. Mm-hmm. Is that a um, are are so? Does that I mean does that come from critical mass? Is that where? I, I mean, don't know actually. Um, certainly, certainly. Um, what am I trying to say? Fostered by mm-hmm. critical mass. I don't know if it's specifically or necessitated yeah. by. Yeah, but I don't know if specifically that's where it started. Hmm. Um, that I would be curious the, to get to the bottom of that. Yeah, the thing behind it. This is like from a zine I read like ages ago is that it's a safety issue for the ride that, Mm -hmm. you know, it goes if you don't have somebody blocking that intersection, it goes from like this mass, this one mass Mm -hmm. going through to like three to four several masses and they're all trying to catch up to the one. And so then, you know, other dangerous things are are likely to happen Mm -hmm. along with that. And and while. You know, it's not always a pleasant experience um, with holding up traffic. And, you know, people have places to be, certainly. Um, mm-hmm. It's for their betterment and, and for the, the ride's betterment. Yeah, it's it's it might not appear at first to certain parties, but it probably is at its end. The, yeah. the most, yeah. like, fluid, convenient, uh, like, most equitable option i guess i'd say i've 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 um am recalling one of the first instances of more aggressive style corking that i had witnessed and it was a person telling the driver simply you need to turn around you cannot go through here it will be faster to turn around if you're this angry <laughs> yeah yeah but everybody has their own style yeah i generally try to just kind of like stone face it mm-hmm. i try not to cuz i know myself like i'm i'm not as reined in to be able to like explain to somebody who's yelling at me, like this is actually for your benefit. You just gotta mm-hmm. smile. You yeah, can say you can say anything if you, you know, smile you, when you yeah, say. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, I'll just give like a wave, like you know, hang on, and then I usually, if I'm wearing a hat, like tip it as I leave or or give a a thank you. Oh, the, the hat tip is pretty classy. <laughs> Very dapper. <Yeah. laughs> Don't cork the max. <laughs> well, I, was, not I was at, no, I was wow. at a, I was at a, at a, at a protest. It wasn't there's, a bike ride. But there's I was always at a someone who wants to. Where they, yeah. where they corked the max. Yeah. What? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Don't yeah. mess with my public transit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's well, they corked stuff right there. And they corked the max, and they corked a bus. I mean, this mm. was through downtown. It was an unpermitted march, and it was, um, yeah. But then there were also people on but the they were also cheering. Kind of, yeah, trying to make that point. It too. was on foot. Yeah. yeah, it was on foot. It yeah. was a mark. It In- was a... inconvenience as a form of social awareness. Perhaps? I don't know. If the, I don't know that. If okay. the, I know. I think the point was to to you know reclaim 
well to claim the streets okay. right then okay mm-hmm. interesting that would be an um something i wonder if is included in the pedal palooza pre-ride or if that could be a bullet point of like hey if you're planning a ride um think about or consider the max routes <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't know if uh, I've heard that one yet. Plus, you don't want people to hit the tracks and go over, yep. and then you just yep. see half the crowd behind you go down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've administered first aid to somebody who Ooh. hit the tracks. Tracks yeah. are the worst. Yeah. I've been tracks I've been so afraid of those since I even heard about them. Mm-hmm. I saw one sign. I was like, nope. Yeah. No. <laughs> I slowly yeah. go across. Is like I've had yeah. two bad bike wrecks and one involved uh, tracks. Yeah. Uh, tracks. Yep. yeah, it's terrifying. I'm two for two, Joan. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are great. I love them. Every three years. <laughs> uh, when's your next one coming uh, up? I've got a year left, so we're doing okay here. <laughs> it is the thing that makes me want to go with wider tires yeah, sometimes. Yeah. It's uh, pretty hard to get stuck in the tracks on a fat bike. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you could try. <laughs> I feel like I could do it. <laughs> I would, uh, you know, can I, can I, can I ask a question of the listening audience and invite there, or maybe you all know, I, or maybe you all know the answer to this. I'm curious if, um, you're not going to research the answer for this. It's more fun. Uh, this is how I am doing it. Yeah. I'm crowdsourcing. Well, I'm curious if, if in other cities with large group rides, if there's a lot of, uh, it's, it's so right. So Portland's the first place where I've gone on on big rides. So I mean, no, that's not true. I went on large um, road rides when I lived in Western North Carolina, and we didn't we didn't cork. You did not. No, no, there was no corking. How did you? How did your rides stay together? Yeah, well, it split. I mean, it split up. It was yeah. a big, but it was like a. It wasn't a ride like an in-town ride here it was in a more rural area and it was like a 25 mile or 20 mile recreational right so so the group split up and then you'd regroup at certain places so it was it wouldn't have been i mean when we first started out we were basically just blocking traffic just because there are so many of us right but um yeah anyway i'm just curious if it's if that's just a regular feature of large group rides in cities across uh the world mm-hmm. i would i, I would, would like to hear so. our friends at the indianapolis bike party yeah. and um the um the do, 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 do. <laughs> boston bike party <laughs> thank you you got it <laughs> um yeah like how they how they manage mm-hmm. traffic in um to me i mean i i grew up not grew up but my my biking self grew up here you know this is where Mm. i I cut my teeth biking and so it was just automatic this is what you do Mm. on big rides i don't know um aqua oh this is the only city i've lived in so (laughs) really (laughs) yeah wow so i it was all new to me um i did see the ovarian psychos yeah how was uh, that documentary that was really great if you haven't had the opportunity to see it i suggest it. it um but in that ride, I saw a bunch of corking, and mm-hmm. they even had um, they they showed whenever they had all the volunteers that wanted to cork, and they all got together yeah. way ahead of time of one of their rides, and they were like, "All right, this is how you do it. This is the most like respectful, like efficient way mm-hmm. of corking and everything." Mm-hmm. It's actually really funny too because they were doing it off the bike, so you're just like, "Oh hey. yeah, they were running, <laughs> yeah, just running down the street." They were and running. They didn't even have bikes. Not no, this for, is just like for, the, for the, training. Yeah, oh, the training. Oh, for the training. They're right. practicing. Yeah. And nice. so this is in LA, correct? Yes, East okay. LA. Yeah. yeah. So corking in LA. 
but I, I thought it was really cool that they um just slightly off topic but <laughs> i thought it was really cool that they actually had people like all right we need to meet and then this is the best way to do it instead of like oh yeah you just stand here until everybody goes, goes past and then mm-hmm. catch up hey try not to get hit i do like <laughs> that there there is an agreed upon like best practice yeah as far as that goes what, what, what and i'm curious what is that best practice in was there like for a them it, it wasn't like or? they didn't like they didn't like outline it per okay. se, but mm-hmm. just that they made sure whoever was corking, you're all on the same page. Yeah, gotcha. all doing the you same know? things. Okay. And outside of like bad interactions with traffic uh, or people uh, driving, I would say second danger to corking is sometimes like your communication with other corkers, like mm. um, deciding yeah. when to when to leave or when to stay. Um, is sometimes you can you can kind of I don't know I this is maybe just my experience but like no, I you, think... you can kind of like get in into like this this sort of ego match of like no no I'm I know how to cork this no I know how to cork oh, this between no, your like, fellow yeah, yeah 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 interesting yeah I don't corking, know has, corking has... style debates corking um, or or within each individual intersection it's yeah, like a corking a, showdown in a way yeah I, this I've... has happened to me a few times while corking. I, 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 as, you mean like somebody I've coming up on cork. your side and being like, "Here I somebody got this." Somebody corking or... your cork. Uh, yeah, sometimes or or like somebody like I might decide like, okay, we got to let this traffic go. I know like it's gonna separate that, but it's gonna like work out in the end. And mm-hmm. and you know, someone decided like, no, no, we gotta like block this. And you know, there's a good like half a block between the two mm-hmm. between the two groups, um, or like or vice versa, where like. You know, somebody wants to let it go, and I'm like, no, there's there's other people coming, mm-hmm. and and yeah, I think I think um, just some agreed upon practices could be helpful. Um, it's I, I'm I know it's just like miscommunication huh. and 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 that stuff, but I propose an international symposium <laughs> to set upon an agreed standard. I like this for corking. Mm-hmm. I um I know who can lead the volunteers for that symposium. <laughs> Oh, not me. I don't want to be a leader. Sorry, I don't I want know, to be a leader. I know. I'm sorry. I know the, an avid participant in the volunteer. He would volunteer to, be, to help set up so that he can be free for the rest of the symposium. There we go. Well, your your input is valued. <laughs> um, what other experiences, uh, like volunteering bike event stuff? Like, I... I'm looking at you, Guthrie, because yeah. I know you like you you started volunteering for Film by Bike, mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. like it's a job for you. Yeah, like, I tend to like uh, latch very firmly upon like a, a smaller number of events, but dedicate a lot of time towards those. Uh-huh. And so, um, my experience with Film by Bike was originally just as a volunteer for um, poster distribution because it was a nice way to get out on my bike, ride around for a couple of hours, um, get to meet shop owners and people around portland sort of get a feel for the different neighborhoods and to distribute posters for a fun film event um so that was kind of my thing i did for um about the first two years roughly and i sort of um thought about doing the street party stuff but i'm more like the 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 project-based uh volunteerism and so that was definitely how i got into it and then I found out about the film finding and I was like, well, I like making films and I like riding my bike. So that's going to work out pretty well. (laughs) Um, And then just really fell in love with it. So um, it wasn't uh, and and probably shouldn't tell Aileen this, but I would have done it 
for, for nothing. <laughs> um, but uh, fortunately, there's a, there's, a, there's a small compensation in regards to the position I currently fill. Um, but in that regard, uh, once a position did open up for a, a film coordinator of sorts, um, I, I jumped right on it. Right. So, um, I, I put a lot of time into the fest. No longer a volunteer. Um, but if you are looking for... Uh, especially like with larger org- organizations, I think that would be something that's good to point out is um, the the impact that you can have as a volunteer isn't always same day. Like a lot of larger places are looking for behind the scenes work that might happen a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months prior to that event. And so even if you don't like interacting with people, uh, there are still lots of opportunities uh, to get out there and help an organization do good things. That's my story. <laughs> <laughs> but how do folks decide? I mean, I think one thing that's interesting about volunteering is how, how you know, if, if one of the interesting things is do people decide, all right, these are my interests and this is where I want to focus my time? Or is it just something that evolves like you're doing, like with Armando, like are you doing these events and then it's just sort of a natural outgrowth of that? For you, I think it's a natural outgrowth. You don't understand the question. I don't think I do. <laughs> right. Well, like when, you know, do when people are, are actively engaged in something, is it because they've said, I have, you know, this amount of time and I am going to dedicate it to volunteering? I rarely do that. Yeah, if okay. I end up volunteering, it's because someone asked Somebody me to asked volunteer you. and I'm like, yeah, I got that free. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's right, do it. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, it's, it's sort an of opportunity like that. thing. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Unless it's like an annual event that I know about and I've, I've done in the past right. or I want to get involved with and I don't want to pay the money for it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a, that's the sweet spot of volunteering. I mean, that's, that's totally a great way to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I know someone because someone wanted to go to the uh, active transportation summit and they applied for a scholarship for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told that person, hey, you can also volunteer for it. That's what I do because I, I don't want to pay the registration. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think it's just set up for those folks in particular. So pretty, pretty like straightforward as far, far as volunteering goes. Right. Yeah. 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 Aqua, what is your ideal volunteer position? Mm. Job? whatever situation i don't know that's a hard one the only one i've done so far was actually when i met guthrie originally um looking for films online for film by bike and contacting you you helped with that yeah oh contacting all of the people behind the films not only is aqua a super fan but aqua is a superstar at finding (laughs) films it was fun what year was that last year yeah yeah, just I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out what, what films I didn't like, but I, I there wasn't any. I'd be like, it's your fault. That was well, it. Well, that's but a like, negative spin. Nope, never heard of that one. <laughs> Someone else found that one. <laughs> I mean, but, but like, like all years, there wasn't a film I didn't like. <laughs> no, but just stuff like that where it takes. All right. So, um, just basically my obsession with bicycles and like various ways I can do that. Like, yeah, I can sit on the internet for five hours a day and just look at all these bike films. That's totally fine with me. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be doing that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I can, yeah. To do some poster, you know, poster distribution. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I can run where I bike around for five hours and just hang hand these out. Yeah. Basically that I think anything that just involves like writing, and helping out at the same time 
help me help you help me kind of thing. <laughs> Show me the money. Joe, no, 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 no money. Oh, right. It's volunteer. Show, the bike. Show me the volunteerism. Show me the bike. There you go. I was thinking it was, you know, from Jerry Maguire. No? No one? Really? I got it. I oh. got it. Oh, I'm okay. with you. I'm with you. <laughs> you had me at hello. <laughs> well, if you have thoughts on volunteering, whether it's here in Portland or anywhere in the world, share with us your tips, your tricks, your words of wisdom we'd love to hear and yeah and if you have volunteer opportunities you would like for us to uh i don't know advertise for let you. us know yeah let because don't don't ever use that yes we got some items on our calendar indeed and starting it off with our aforementioned boston bike party we have a excellent event going down in boston the second friday of every month and our aforementioned second second friday of every month indianapolis bike party and if you happen to not enjoy fridays the second sunday of every month is the corviday bike club ride and that's here in portland february 1st through 3rd was the Portland Winter Light Festival. It's now February 6th. I should have taken that off the calendar. <laughs> but but let's just light. reminisce for a second. <laughs> it wasn't oh, a light. That was nice. And okay. if you, for some reason, missed the Caddyshack ride on February 3rd... Shame on you! And don't worry a whole bunch about it. I mean, do worry about it, of course. Um, Plan for next year. Precisely. But up and coming is the worst day of the year ride on February 11th. It's yes. not going to be the worst day of the year, though. No, really? it's going to be really nice. It's going to be really nice. <laughs> Take, taking bets. Nice worst day of the year ride. Bad year's worst day. Is it going to be the best worst day of the well, year Well, I mean, ride? last year was the was the year they canceled it, The worst right? worst. Yeah. So, so, so it won last year. <laughs> last year. It was the year before last year. Yeah. Two years ago. Two years ago. It was like, you think that was bad? Here you go. Um, also, with the worst day of the year ride, uh, if you... And they were looking for volunteers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you can volunteer for that. If you register yourself for worst day of the year ride... Now I got to scroll back up here. We have a code from Ashley over at yes. Axiom. While registering, if you enter the code SPROCKET18... That's you all will caps? Get, that is... I'm going to guess maybe it's not case sensitive, but in okay. case it is, capital S for Sprocket, one eight, and that's good for five dollars off any adult ride registration for the worst day of the year ride. And on February twenty fourth, we have the Menagerie in Motion Kinetic Derby in Gainesville, Florida, and, and on April eighth, we have Pedal Pursuit, which makes. April 14th, the date of our lads, 500. Yes. Where Team Sprocket Podcast will interview you, if you so wish. By bike, we will be participating. They, I, I, yeah. No, I, I really, I'm going to take this little thing and be like, hey, can I ask you for questions? Just, <laughs> if nothing else, it'll be fun audio. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to try to film that this year. Really? Nice. Are yeah. they looking for volunteers for lads 500? Are you looking? Are you looking for volunteers? I mean, so, you, so, so that would be one I would people, not volunteer for because I want to have the fun. People riding in a circle for several hours. Yes. Like yes. <laughs> it is and a, then is, are you going to put it on like fast? Yes. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Make a movie. Yeah. I look forward to watching. You make it in you fast make really good mobile based movies though. 
Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, Remember well, the one you yes. you did <laughs> for was Bike Scout? Yeah. That, was, that was really great. Edited on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a new event for our calendar here, but on April 29th, we have the Monster Cookie Metric Century. Yes, this came to us from Listener Hirsch, and this is put on by um, the Salem Bicycle Club. It's called the Monster Cookie Metric Century Bicycle Ride, and it takes place in Salem. Oregon. Uh, correct. Thank you. Salem, Oregon. Yes, no problem. Not Salem, Massachusetts. Are, are there cookies? Um, or other Salems. I hope yes. so. Yes. So um, a metric century is 100 kilometers, which comes down to 60-some miles. 60. An amount of miles. I find out. An amount of miles is in the 60s. <laughs> Conversion. Um, and just just a little blurb. Um, Oregon Bike has ranked the Monster Cookie ride as the third best supported ride in Oregon for 2017. <laughs> it starts at the State Capitol Mall Park in Salem and takes riders over the scenic back roads to historic Shampooey State Park and back to Salem, passing Willamette Mission State Park. The route includes parts of the Willamette Scenic Bikeway and the proposed Salem Bike Boulevard. <clears throat> what? Excuse me. And Bike Boulevard neighborhoods. And it's 62 miles. 62 miles. And as always, there will be tons of locally baked cookies and other fresh food items. Your reward at the end is a monster cookie. So if you volunteer, do you get cookies all day? <laughs> mm. I don't know. You get the cookies and not the benefit of having done all the riding. <laughs> to register for the ride, go to www.salembicycleclub.org, Salem Bicycle Club's website. And there are mail-in registration form applications on their website. Also, or no, sorry, not on the website. That will be available at local bike shops in Salem. Um, there is also day of ride registration. And I'd like to give a shout out to the organization or agency responsible for the sentence talking about bike boulevards. Um, I grew up for a fair time in Salem and that there could be such a thing in Salem is pretty <laughs> freaking cool. Um, I look forward to that. Speaking of, you have a Salem oh, Kaiser yeah. Education Foundation I do, shirt. In fact, <laughs> this is my it's awesome free t-shirt. Yeah, I used to wrap it for the uh, awesome 3000. So they give you a t-shirt if you run in front of all the little kids. Oh, oh that's, that's adorable. And you get a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> speaking you speaking of volunteer front, You run in front of all the little kids yeah. so they can chase you? Pretty much. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so adorable. yeah, it's a it's a great volunteer opportunity for anyone anywhere really. Um, if there's a local or youth race going on in your area, if you happen to be faster than the category that is running it, um, you too. <laughs> we have to get real young oh, here. For me. For how long? How long do you have to be faster than them? Nothing boosts your confidence as a senior. <laughs> No, nothing boosts your confidence as a senior when uh, eighth grader almost takes you over in the awesome 3000. Oh, oh, that's got to hurt. It does. But I, I was very proud for that person. They've got a bright future ahead of them. That's true. But did you punch it? Did, did, did I you, punch it? Yeah. Oh, did you oh, I, I, I absolutely beat them, but not by that much. <laughs> I've, I've got pride. Come on. Uh, May 19th is the DC bike ride. And on June 23rd, the Petal Pedal. Also for registering for the Petal Pedal, if you enter Sprocket18 in the coupon code, 
that is also good for $5 off your adult admission. Including August 19th for the Portland Century and September 2nd for Tour de Lab. That code is good for all three of those mentioned events. Um, so yeah, if you're looking to save a few and go on a cool ride, check it out. You don't have to decide whether to eat or ride. You can do both with that $5 off coupon. And lastly, on September 22nd, we have the Lowell Kinetic Sculpture Race in Lowell, Massachusetts. And we've also got some upcoming Film by Bike tour dates in Boise, Idaho, February 8th. Our house, Denmark, uh, March 3rd. South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, somewhere between March 9th or 12th. Or Cop- yeah, around it's a big there. deal. Right around. Uh, Copenhagen, March 10th. He tries to play it all humble every time, Copenhagen but it's a there, there's no other way to play it's it. It's legit. <laughs> Wait, did you say South by Southwest? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> oh, I, I get it now. <laughs> Sorry. Thank, Sorry. thank you, Joe. Sorry thank you. I'm super impressed by Copenhagen, too. <laughs> <laughs> March at Copenhagen. inviting me back. Albany, you? New York, July 22nd. We gave her a beer to say that. <laughs> Um, Vancouver, Washington, uh, TBD, Arcata, California, November of 2018, and Bendigo, Australia on October 2018 wraps up our uh, upcoming dates for Film by Bike on tour programs. And that also wraps up... And next up... can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. From the Washington Post via Tim Mooney, for public transit agencies losing riders, microtransit might be an answer. Yes, in Washington, D.C., L.A., and Detroit, transportation officials are moving in that direction, calling the operation of flexible route on-demand microtransit a way to provide residents with better connections to fixed transit. In some cities, microtransit rides could be available as soon as spring, while others are already in the experimentation phase. Hmm. Has anyone here had experience with microtransit or... So- or- what, how are we defining sure. what is microtransit? Like cabs or Uber? Is yeah, that what they're so, calling microtransit? So the article describes um, what, to my understanding, is an effort by transit agencies to have more of a direct um, competition channel with Uber, Lyft, yeah. other type of ride-sharing agencies. And so what that could look like in some cities would be a bus that runs a shorter route, um, maybe, say, an 18-passenger van or so um, that you can hail at your convenience or with an app. Um, For other ones, it looks like even smaller vehicles, but basically um, agencies looking to have that sort of smaller transit or last minute stop um, within an easier call distance or or, or basically avoiding the, hey, is that bus coming or is it not coming phenomenon? Um, Because not necessarily through Lyft or Uber, but through your phone, you could hail a ride from your transit authority. Yeah, that's interesting that they're, they're sort of subsidizing something like that mm-hmm. i honestly hope like this doesn't just turn into like uber carpool um funded by the city what do you mean but, um 
Well, I mean, because it's already a thing, right? You can already like kind of do like a, a Uber carpool on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's something about moving um, more people from a bus. Maybe I'm just, you know, one of those old curmudgeon people mm-hmm. that is like, you know, I like the days of a predictable route and mm-hmm. a predictable timetables. It is interesting because it does sort of fly in the face of the the overall concept is that more people on fewer vehicles equals faster transit. Um, But it is also interesting that so much pressure has been put on uh, traditional, you know, transit provided um, by cities and municipalities so much to the point that they're even, you know, starting to look at these types of solutions. Well, if they could have, though, routes that um, don't require as many people. So if they could ha- if they could connect points that they couldn't usually that they wouldn't usually be able to right. connect right. a bus full of people, mm-hmm. then you could see how basically they can or they even... can add service. You know, maybe in, in places that they wouldn't, and therefore then it becomes more reliable. Yeah, there's plenty of places mm-hmm. you know in that in the outer skirts of of uh, Portland that yeah. would yeah. really benefit mm-hmm. from something like that. And the, and the fare was included in your already fare. Right. Right, right, right. It's the same. So not, even if you use that cost. as sort of like a, a feeder to other routes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, and, now I'm feeling better about this. And this yeah. is a bit of what the article talks about, too. They, it says, proponents of microtransit say they could increase the reach of public transportation by extending travel options to underserved areas and into off-hour travel times when bus mm-hmm. service is infrequent or non-existent. Uh, cities are also betting that subsidized microtransit could potentially lure back lost riders due to popular app-based services. They view it as a creative way to meet the growing needs and balance costs. Um, so yeah, like as we were talking about that sort of like last stop transit, uh, I, I, I mean, I definitely feel like there's a need for that. Um, and, and sometimes, especially with a private entity, they can definitely, if they want to say, yes, we're going to go here or not, or not, we're not going to go here. Um, but if it was city based or, or public based in the, in the, uh, you know, in a, in the right context, um, it, it definitely seems like it would be a solution of of others on the table uh, in order to try to get that last stop gap taken care of or the last mile gap, I guess is what you'd, you'd call it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like cities. I want to go to a city that has this and like try it out. Yeah. yeah. Experiment with it I, yourself. I feel, I feel conflicted. Like the industry people. I know I, I work in food industry, food and beverage industry, and I have friends that close the bar and they're out at like 4 a.m., mm-hmm. So if you don't have a car, the only option is Uber or yeah. Lyft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't want the city to be run by that, maybe start or end a little. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. A I'm little. Not, yeah. Later. Yeah. I don't really understand the the conflict. Is it the fact that it's subsidized? Because all of this is subsidized, but if it, uh, right? Good Transit point. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure if there is a conflict in that regard. I think it's more just cities looking to compete on more even footing hmm. uh, well, with those with those types of agencies. Right, but it also opens it up. Because, you know, an Uber or Lyft is, is if, if you're needing to get home from work every night really late, that all of a sudden becomes a big expense. Yeah, it's like $30 a ride. Yeah. Yeah. You sit yeah. there thinking for the first two hours you're at work, like, that was uh, that's so my ride right home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, it would be interesting to see as this evolves here. Um, and, and I guess where I got excited about this being implemented was the city really more so than then any other agency has the ability to regulate their market within that scope. And, and they could even, like, if they wanted to, um, make themselves competitive in the sense of, of allowing that option to supersede uh, the private market, 
you know, to, to the degree that they're able to. Yeah. Our next article comes from... So this is half male, half Ooh. headline. Um, this, this came to us. No, this came to us from from our listener in Detroit. Um, with the subject, I think he just recycled the same subject line okay. of of say nice things about Detroit. Because <laughs> I, I can't recall, did we say something bad about Detroit earlier? Oh, again, I'm not sure. What I what I would have to <laughs> yeah. say about Detroit is I am truly touched that we have a listener. So <laughs> in Detroit, yes. yes, so engaged from William. <laughs> Um, he sends us a couple articles. Uh, one, he says, while I know Detroit is not Portland, it is important to note that in spite of being automotive centric, there is a strong grassroots effort with serious momentum to add cycling to local conversation. Mm-hmm. And this is an article titled Motorless in the Motor City. What I learned for six months in Detroit without a car. I'll tell you and, one thing Detroit, you can do in Detroit that you can't really do in Portland. And that's, uh, if you're not rich, you can buy a house. <laughs> that's true. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, yeah, the, the housing market here is very expensive. Very expensive. Only it seems to be getting more expensive. So um, from this article, uh, it mentions there are developments since 2001 that bit by bit help soften the Motor City's hard, unfriendly edges by encouraging people to get out of their cars and move differently and uh, the list here includes uh, 100 miles of bike lanes, even protected ones, um, a river walk, road diets, open streets Detroit, um, Detroit DOT improvements, um, the creation of a Office of Mobility Innovation. Now, that's something that Detroit has that I don't believe we have. I mean, we've mm-hmm. got we've also got things like the Street Trust um, and other bike advocacy and 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 Oregon walks to kind of help us along as well. But mm-hmm. uh, an actual official office of mobility yeah. innovation is interesting. Um, and then just last year alone, they had uh, the Mogo and Q line, um, which Mogo, I believe is their bike share. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Their public bike share system. So yeah, a lot of cool changes are happening. Um, and it says for those who long for more human scale <clears throat> city, one in which neighborhoods aren't chopped apart by alienating expressways, eight-lane highways, and obscenely long pedestrian bridges, one in which gaping parking lots don't scar and deaden the urban landscapes. These initiatives give us something more than hope. They give us the opportunity to experience, in bits and pieces, a different Detroit, Mm -hmm. a dense, connected, balanced city in which car ownership is but one viable reliable mobility option among many you know as i was reading that i was thinking of the no more freeways uh movement that's happening mm-hmm. here in portland and i i, I wonder about that too <laughs> <laughs> yes you did. Um, and and this is this is really neat like this could be like sort of ammunition for for their cause here to mm-hmm. say like here is a car centric city that imploded Not only a car centric city, but the car the, city. Yes, the of, car of city. Yeah, yeah, that sort of imploded under its own weight. Mm-hmm. And look at the direction they're going. Yeah. I think there was also um, this uh, piece that was really a salient point to me um, was that uh, they mentioned what I feel is sort of a truism, but but sort of more of a mental hurdle than a physical hurdle for most folks living in a cold climate. Um, when the author said what was really surprising to us near the end of our motorless interlude was the realization that we didn't have to go 
or get a car to survive the winter. We knew that, given our footprint, our good fortune, and all that we'd learned, we could continue to make it work, as so many do here. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, whether it's Minneapolis, I've talked definitely about this with my sister, um, who is doing a bike commute slash bus commute in the Minnesota winter. Um, you, you, it, it, it might take some adjustment, and that is a given. Um, but it is possible. It's absolutely possible. And it's like pretty common in, in some Northern European cities for people. They just they it's just, just a going. thing you do. You just yes. keep yeah. all year. When it gets yes. to the point of you don't think about it, you just hop outside, you get on the bus That's or you hop you on the there. bike. Yep, absolutely. Um, he also sends us another article uh, and he says, in addition to the inclusion of MoGo, bike lanes, slow roll and a receptive culture, Detroit has also added a velodrome to the landscape. Nice. And Detroit. it is an indoor velodrome. That's a good Ooh. winter activity. Yeah. Yeah, that is a really good winter activity. We don't activity. have one of those here. Uh, tired of the pool get a velodrome and in (laughs) fact if i can i want to get the actual fact correctly i think it's only one of three in the u.s of indoor velodromes Hmm. now i now that i've said that i actually have to (laughs) it's in this article here actually there would be more no there's plenty of velodromes but as far as indoor velodromes indoor velodromes I'm control searching the article. I'm not seeing the number or letter or the the written or or number three. I feel like I saw three somewhere. <laughs> it was on Twitter, so that must be. Ah, uh, yeah. I I guess hadn't considered. Uh, so Portland Velodrome is. It might have been in outside. the in the uh, video interview. Oh, gotcha. Of this article, there's a there's a little video attached to it that you can play. We'll link. Uh, but we'll, we'll link the article. Oh yeah, we'll link the article, and you can call me out on my bad facts. Or check out the article <laughs> and learn something about Detroit's velodrome. Your choice. Uh, William also says, "Keep up the good work." I'll be listening, and we'll be looking forward to your listening, <laughs> yes, William. Thank you. Speaking of William, and speaking of listening, um, we also just wanted to give a shout out before the end of the credits. Thank you to everybody who's donating on Patreon. Uh, we absolutely appreciate that support and just wanted to take a little bit of extra time out of the episode today to say thank you um yes. we, we're, we're glad that you're here and um keep listening and we've got more great stuff in store speaking of great stuff in store uh listener bert has found my doppelganger Ooh! oh yeah i saw this today here i'll show uh, jen the photo and armando yes uh what was the caption? Hold on, I gotta find this. Is that Robert Downey? No, no, it's, it's Aaron's doppelganger. It's, it's my doppelganger. Uh, he says, um, "Hold on, I gotta expand this article now." He says, he says Aaron, found a photo of you on the New York Times food Instagram. <laughs> that whole 30 diet is doing you good. <laughs> it's a super <laughs> does, guy. It's, you know, it's okay for anybody who wants to know. Here's the thing. My first, my first reaction, sorry, Bert. My first reaction was like, come on now. That's just any brown dude with, a, with facial hair. <laughs> it, no, but it's I don't so even nice. wear white t-shirts. But, maybe, maybe but, but here's like the detail. Here's the attention to detail that Bert had that I overlooked. Look at his tiny glasses. Yep. It was the glasses. <laughs> it was the tiny glasses. 
Well, I would say it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty kind of praise to uh, <laughs> yes, associate Robert you. Downey Jr. <laughs> or yeah, he's like yeah. throwing yeah. salt. Like I love how he's like. I wonder if he's throwing that salt into a PBR. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's throwing the salt that way because it shows off his bicep. <laughs> I am. I'm totally throwing salt like that from now on. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and like cook for Anna tonight and she'll be like why are you putting salt in the pan like that throwing salt is like skipping stones it takes practice fortitude and determination (laughs) to truly master yes This is so great. Armando's finding four pictures of this guy. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Who is this dude? His name is affectionately Salt Bay on the internet. And he has so many videos. It's definitely not your doppelganger because he cooks a lot of meat. But... And kisses well, it. I mean, but like, he, could be like, he could be like from <laughs> no. my from my like uh, you know like parallel universe or yeah. something. You know, <laughs> another dimension. Holy living. shit! <laughs> he does not skip arm day. He does no. <laughs> every day is arm day. Because <laughs> every day is leg day for you, so, right? So it would be the that's right. The next day. So he's like your sure equal you opposite doppelganger. <laughs> I wrote back. Oh, oh my god. You know, actually, he looks like my little brother in that picture there. Um, I wrote back, like, now I must hunt him down. There can be only one. But now I need, I think I need to hide from this guy. He's going to start hunting me down. Oh, yeah, he already knows. He already knows the deal. He does know yeah. how to use a knife, so. Is that a knock on the trailer door? Right. I, I've got some. He's going to come up and be like, oh, blinded you with salt. Oh, my <laughs> I have some good news for you, Aaron. Yes. Rumor has it he's still working on learning how to ride a bike. Ah, good. <laughs> I can outrun him on that. You can just go across some tracks on your fat bike and you won't be able to follow <laughs> From Ranger Tom, he says, Ha, you guys are a hoot. Thanks, Tom. Podcasters must wash hands before returning to work. No worries on the in-person patch delivery. Mailing is okay if you can. Uh, you should maybe share an address on the air. So on your, so on your, we can send you oh, a postcard. So we can send you a postcard. Oh, okay. I think there was like a mistake. Copy pasta yeah. error. <laughs> System delete yes. file thirty-two. <laughs> um, and so yes, if you would like to send us physical mail. Um. It, yes, you can do so. It would be the Sprocket Podcast slash Stream PDX. Care of Open Signal at well, not the at sign because that's not a Unless thing for snail mail. Two seven six six Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, Portland, Oregon nine seven two one two. So send so, us some mail. Yes. If you'd like. Or, or don't. I'm, I'm, I do miss the days when I would, when we had a studio at the IPRC and we just have like various things either like pushed under our door or like <laughs> oh, hanging yeah. out by our studio door. And then there was one time we had like, I think Brock actually ordered more of the boom mics, but we had like this long, big cardboard tube just like um, diagonal across the doorway. <laughs> Like a mail slot? Well, no, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't have a mail slot. That was their problem. Was that you know? So they just kept like 
putting packages up against our door. Oh, okay. I was picturing like a tube where it you drilled a hole in the door. And oh, no, no, no. It was like, like this like cardboard tube that, the... that like had oh, our, our okay. mail in it that like they just wedged against the door. Gotcha. Like, you know, take care of your stuff That's <laughs> next time legit. you come. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Hey. You know what we didn't do? What did not we, we do? We just did like we went in from headlines into mail. Is you know we may not have a good transition before we read our mail, but after we read our mail, you know what we got? We got mail. <laughs> hey, we got mail. We did, and you there and mail. there we read you it. <laughs> You want more mail. But but I know if I didn't play that, there would be like people with pitchforks mm. outside the studio next week. The Delivery, pitchfork mob. Delivering mail, perhaps. <laughs> they could help us keep the studio warm. We wouldn't have to use the heater. Oh, right. <laughs> and thus reducing background noise. Indeed. Clish, clash. Pitchforks. Oh. I, can't, I can't do a pitchfork sound. <laughs> uh, that, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, yes. Thank and to you so all much. of our guests, Aqua, Armando, and Joan, thank you for joining us once again. Yay. Do you thank have you. any projects you're working on, anything you'd like to plug to our listeners uh, before we wrap things up here? I'm sure I do. Oh my God, it got so quiet. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. That's okay. I think, um, you know, I'm actually, I would uh, just in, uh, invite folks to keep fighting the good fight against freeway expansion here in Portland. It's an there... ongoing, ongoing effort. The ODOT was looking for feedback on congestion yes. pricing. I think oh, that, that just I think closed. That just just today. Yeah. Yeah. I think today. it just closed, but you know, the, the, the work for that continues. Yeah. And if you're looking for a way to plug into that, where can people find more information on this topic? Mm, no more wah, wah. free. See, no more freeways. No more, free ma- no more freeways <laughs> Portland. What is it, Armando? Is that what it is? No, just, just Google no more freeways Portland. Yes, I believe it. I would be at no more freeways pdx.com. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. Armando, how about yourself? Any calls to action? Volunteer uh, pieces of wisdom for our sign off? I don't think anymore. I, there's tons of stuff out there if you want to volunteer. So get off your headphones and go volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Aqua's <laughs> thinking about it. Ride your bike. I don't know. Yeah. Hell yeah. Ride your bike. It's going to be nice and I'm excited and it's been it was sunny the other day and I forgot what that was. Right. <laughs> so that was great. Have you guys heard this called the February fake out? I just heard that term. Yeah. Yes. Uh in Michigan we called it the January thaw. Mm. Oh, oh, well, yeah. see I've heard that. But we yeah. don't I guess you have to have things freeze to have a thaw. Right. <laughs> it's like uh I I just call it like the it will be February. crappy and rainy until it's not crappy and rainy and when July that 5th. day ha- yeah like I I actually carry rain gear all year round um it's in a small dry bag but with your bananas you, you can yeah often with bananas it adds a nice overtone to the scent of the bag um, if you like, like a banana scented patch let us know we can make it happen um but but in that regard yeah i i just kind of figure it's going to be shitty all the time and then it's like a bonus every time it's not so here's to warmer weather and a not so uh rainy uh period of time sometime soon (laughs) i'm looking forward aqua to seeing what 
what your bike is going to look like mm, with send us photos. drop bars and drivetrain and, oh, yeah. and, and how it's going to ride. I'm interested Star in hearing Man. about that. Yes. Starman. <laughs> well, let's put this baby to bed. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio thanks to generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagrams at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katrina Melmgard, Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie, Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lean, Richard Wisenski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Wise, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's a time traveler, Dave Nose, Chris Smith, Christy Kaster, Caleb Jenkins, and J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar, Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otter Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, I'll be home soon. John Wasserman, Andre Johnson, King of Division. Josh Zisson, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, who's sitting right next to me. Hello. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Rur Granary. Campsite, Mac Nurse David, who will be on Team Sprocket Podcast for the Lads 500. Nathan Poulton. Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan, Michael Florney. Uh, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugo, EJ Finneran, Brad Hipwell, Thomas Gato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Derek Wagner, Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore, Todd Grosbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite, Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, and Dude Luna, who's sitting right across from me. Yay! <laughs> And to all of our former donors who've helped us get this far. Now, brush your teeth. And go to bed.